Hello and welcome to Dirty Laundry Season 2. My name is Tara Stewart. I am a DJ and presenter of the new music show on 2FM. In this series, I'll be exploring all things slow fashion and sustainability. I love clothes, like love, 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 love clothes. It's my way of expressing myself, but the way I and so many others consume it has to change. So I want to learn more about the world of slow fashion. I'm going to be inviting guests I think are doing great things in their field. And I want to bring you on this journey with me so we can come away with a new fountain of knowledge and maybe make some changes to our lifestyle. Coming up in this episode, I am so delighted to be joined by model, body positivity and mental health advocate and all-round inspirational, gorgeous human being, Naomi Nicholas Williams. Naomi is at the start of her sustainable slow fashion journey and we talk about that, being plus size in the sustainable fashion world, as well as Instagram censorship. So first off, how did you first get into modeling, Instagram, you know, kind of, you know, creating a kind of public platform. I went into a, basically I went into a modeling competition for quite a big um, clothing brand. And I got down to the final 30 women that obviously were being picked to go and, you know, do this um, big campaign. I didn't get it, but from then on, I didn't see anyone in the room that looked like me. And mm. I felt like I, I needed to see people that represented what I didn't see as a child which was someone who looks like me um and then from then on I was like yeah let me just hustle and network and you know really go out and make a change and hopefully I've I've doing that I've been doing that and you know with the brands I've worked with and and such so yeah that's how it came about really I mean since we we met you know a few months ago through zoom again um mm. from a collab that we were doing and even since then, and especially since the situation started on Instagram that I'm going to ask you about. Um, so we were actually meant to chat a, a few weeks ago, but then yeah. there was a situation with this like artist who, correct me if I'm wrong, if I don't explain it properly, but basically mm -hmm. she'd use images of you, like photographs of you and then illustrated them and then was selling them for her own um, profit and benefit and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you were going through this situation trying to get credit, not trying to, like trying to be like, you know, you're using my image without my mm. permission. And then that led on to um, a situation where, I mean, your following has grown so much in this space of time. And then we are going to talk about sustainability, obviously, but you know, I want to talk about what's happening now in your life. Um, mm. And yeah, basically like, you know, Instagram about, you know, Instagram censoring and deleting photos of you, mm. um, but then, you know, you made such a great point that there was other photos of other women who were skinny white mm. women who, whose photos weren't getting deleted. Um, sure. So, like, can you elaborate, you know, and kind of chat to me about that kind of situation that's been happening over the last while? My image got taken down. I did a picture, a photo shoot with Alex Cameron. It was literally just to update my portfolio with some more, like, images um, of me naked because I like being naked. I like showing mm -hmm. my body because bodies are natural and I'm really trying to push that that you know our women's bodies they're not here for the male gaze do you know what I mean and I really wanted to just up their portfolio we took the pictures they're really nice I was really really happy with them oh they're beautiful photographs thank yeah. you so we posted and they got taken down and I was like what is happening this has never happened to me before and obviously probably it was a bit ignorant of me because it never happened to me before I didn't think about it as anything mm. but then when I started looking into it and I like started posting I got uh, messages from a lot of my uh, black plus size followers saying that same things happened to them majority of their pictures have been taken down um they could be showing 
no nipple, literally just had a crease in their like their belly, anything, mm. and their images have been taken down. So I was like, this is unacceptable. So Alex, hers got taken down as well. And what's funny is that she's, I'm the first like visibly plus black model that she's photographed, and mine was the only picture that's come down when there's literally images that she's taken of other people and self-portraits of herself naked, more naked than I was. Really? And they, yeah, and they came down from her page. She spoke to her friend Gina Martin. I'm not sure if you know Gina. And um, Gina made the hashtag and was like, no, this is an unacceptable Instagram. We're going to hold you to account. Mm-hmm. So what's what's going on? And it literally just blew up from there. And like all the press and media got um, in touch with me and wanted to speak to me about it. Um, it's blown up bigger than... Not to say that I'd want to, I'd want to, because all I want to do is like do my modelling and you know represent people that look like me. But I'm happy because it's opened up a conversation that obviously has to be had that you know isn't being had surrounding Instagram and the biases that they obviously have on their platform that they're mm. trying to like cover over as if you know there's no issue here. It's not like a biased algorithm or they haven't got like biased employees when we're mm-hmm. all kind of biased as humans, but. What I prefer is just to have some sort of transparency from them to just say, like, we've got an issue. We know that it's not a level playing field because then I can accept that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just feel like people should be more um, open with, with how they feel, regardless of the backlash that they're going to mm-hmm. get. That's just how I feel. I feel like if you want to say something and you feel some way about someone, be open to know that you might get backlash and you might get in trouble for it. But if you feel strongly in your convictions, then you have nothing to worry about, you know? You were saying, you know, kind of there, it's gotten a lot of attention, a lot more probably than you expected. Mm. It's not like this is the first time you've ever spoken about body positivity. This is your passion. It's, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm sure you don't even want to have to talk about it. But unfortunately, yeah. you know, um, you and others have to be the person, people that do try and make change. Um, but like, I mean, you've been doing so many interviews and press and like, because it's, I'm sure it's been quite full on the last couple of weeks. The thing is, I've I've done like I've been on TV, I've done BBC, I've done Channel Five, I've I've spoken to the news. Like that's fine. I don't mind public speaking. Uh, that's a lie. I don't like public speaking, but I don't mind going and speaking about things I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. But it's just been overwhelming to have to keep repeating myself and saying the same thing. And it's all I almost feel like I'm in some sort of like twilight zone. Like, are we really in 2020? And is this still happening? Or are we yeah. in 19? Like when my mum was like growing up and things were really like hard for her you know like what's going on so it's been really heavy mentally for me and I just feel like exhausted and drained by it all Mm. to be honest I don't know I just feel like I have to do it not Mm -hmm. that I have to but I just feel like if I don't that black people especially black plus women are going to just keep being disrespected and it's just not on anymore Mm -hmm. it's not my job to do it it's up it's up to white people um who have started or not you know systematic oppression black people didn't start this so we shouldn't have to you know educating on it and minorities in general we didn't start any of what happens so therefore i'll speak on it from my experiences and help but i don't want to have to educate people Mm -hmm. so it's been really draining yeah um at least but my life is not easy being a black person so yeah it's nothing i'm not used to you know we are doing such a great job and like I'm just seeing so much great stuff online. So um, mm. I'm sorry that you even have to be talking about this kind of rubbish, but um, mm. but you are doing a really great job. So, I mean, so the reason why we linked up in the first place was yeah. for a new wardrobe um, 
which is a fashion renting app, which is Irish owned and I think UK based. But they um, invited both of us to be part of a panel um, and it was to talk about sustainability and like the mm-hmm. plus size and curvy world. Yeah. And this is, I mean, it was quite, it's such a difficult topic to talk about, especially for uh, plus size. It is, you know, kind of near impossible for uh, plus size when you're especially 18 plus, I think, like 18, 20 plus. To yeah. shop like uh, vintage and sustainably, not even vintage or pre-loved, even sustainable brands. Um, yeah. Like wasn't until very, very recently that I found a brand called We Are Kin, um, which is English and black owned. And it's um, an amazing woman who's a guest in the podcast as well. Uh-huh. And she does sizes 8 to 24, 26. Oh, wow. And nice that is... Her. And it is like the, f- and I bought one of her dresses and they're true to size, like, which I love to see. Um, but that's so rare to find. Mm. But um, I mean, when did you start your sustainable journey? Because you're still very new to it, aren't you? Oh, you know, you did very, say Very, very, very new. Yeah. Um, I currently work for a sustainable um, brand, Emperor's Old Clothes in Brighton. Oh, cool. um, and so cool. And we like, make that um make clothing for my desktop fabrics and that's really cool so i'd say since i started modeling for emperors that was about two years ago that i oh, wow. really well i'd say i started working for them I, I started thinking and my cog started you know going and i started being more mindful regarding like what am i buying where am i buying from do i need it do you know what i mean but it's so difficult being a size 22 and having to find things like when I'm on shoots and they email me and go, what size you've got styling? I was like, I'm a size 22, but I'd rather, you know, if you can find sustainable and, uh, you know, ethical options if possible, mm. they never can. Mm. So it's always fast fashion. And I don't like to perpetuate and keep, you know, um, having to buy from these places. There is no option, especially if financial accessibility is, is a big factor in it as well. Mm-hmm. So, I'd say about two years, but the last, I'd say, let's be honest, a year, I've really tried to be more conscious about where I'm shopping. If I'm shopping, why am I buying it? Do I need it? They're really questioning every like decision I make regarding clothing because I can't actually, I might find like one amazing piece, but it's just, it's very difficult for me to know how to find clothes that fit me and that are fashionable that are sustainable and you know or are slow or ethical so I'm just it's this I'm in a still a bit of a limbo trying to navigate how to buy if I can afford to buy where to buy do you know what mm, I mean mm. and I mean it's all about um balance and being like do I need to buy this and and more conscious shopping especially for plus size you know some of my uh, plus size friends would 100% say well like I still buy you know high street well not high street necessarily but um fast fashion because a lot mm. of high street doesn't you know do sizes above maybe a 14 or a 16 mm. but they still do shop that way and I don't think there's anything wrong with still shopping yeah. that if you especially when your finance and your size isn't available because I think it's yeah. a bit it can be sometimes a bit too easy I know, and just a kind of a bit naive for people to think that it's easy for everyone, but I think mm. we need to kind of keep that in mind that it's not. Of course, I agree. If I do need to buy certain things, I will still shop. So like underwear, like Marks and Spencer's, there's certain mm-hmm. things like Bravismo, I will do that. But it's not me like saying I'm, I never shop there. It's like I'm trying to be aware and do it less. So yes. it's like, okay, Nye, what do you need? Like, yeah. is it like, 
to the point where you like your bra's ripped like is it do you need to like do you need a new underwear do you yeah. know what I mean like yeah. is it are you on like your last and then I'll be like okay maybe but I'll, I will always look first for sustainable options mm-hmm. if I can um but I agree with what you're saying about you know you said your friends do still shop I, I think there's a lot of guilt surrounding it as well because yeah. once you start like on a journey and you know that you're, you're trying to be conscious and live in a conscious way you kind of feel a bit like okay well I'm like buying these things and perpetuating this you know cycle that's hurting our earth and you kind of feel bad about it because yeah. I've had that as well you know mm-hmm. no for sure and I think that's why people do uh I mean I guess you just need to remember it's just conscious shopping and if you know mm-hmm. you really really need this particular thing that you're yeah. that might that you can't get sustainably and you know I even I always try and say like to find like you just said try and find a sustainable option first if you yeah. really can't, if you really need the things, don't beat yourself up about having to get it online. You know, it's not yeah. the end of the world. When you do shop sustainably, would mm. you shop vintage or or new sustainable brands? You know, where do you go? I mean, Birdsong are good. I'm going to try and order. And I've AK Threads. I don't know if you've heard of AK Threads. I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah, I've uh, modelled for them as well. So yeah, I'm going to get, I'm like saving up for like pieces that I want. Yeah. But, um, those two, my mum, her vintage, her vintage collection is incredible. So really? I could fit into some of, yeah, some of her clothes. So I ha- want to have a look through her like old suitcase and her wardrobe. So it's usually my mum or new for me. That's yep. what I do. Um, but I do want to get into new wardrobe swapping. Um, yes. But I need to go through my clothes, don't yeah. I? So it's the time. I know, and take cute photos. I'm so lazy <laughs> with that stuff sometimes, even with Depop. I put up six things like few, two weeks ago and I'm like so lazy to try and take a cute photograph of it again. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. I can't. I think it's quite obvious what needs to happen. More sustainable brands need to be more mm. size inclusive because I think there 100% is a market for there and a demand for it. Um, I mean, do you, I know, and this is what it kind of annoys me, like that it's on the onus of, the, of you to have to tell people to change but do you ever ask brands like you know I mean sometimes I DM brands I'm like are you guys going to this size or that size and usually they'll reply once with saying something quite vague and then I'll be like no but are you gonna do this size up or are you gonna you know bring a plus size collection or whatever and then they usually just blank me they usually don't reply I do I do I hold brands accountable. Like if they do message, I'll go, oh, that's nice. Oh, we'd love for you to, I'll say, oh, do you carry plus sizes then? And what size do you stop at? Because I think in a lot of brands' minds, it's like, okay, we've, we've gone up to a 20 and that's, that's it now. Mm-hmm. We've, we've, you know, we've filled the quota. And mm. that's, I feel that's what a lot of brands do. So I do say, okay, well, what are we doing to, to get bigger? Mm. What are we doing to, you know, like, I also say you can ask me, like, I could be a fit model, ask me how something fits. Like, because all plus-size bodies are different. Our yeah. bodies will sit in different ways. As, as a fitting model, that's what I've learned. So you find the model, you ask if I know anyone, I'd be happy to help. But it's just about being, I think, progressive and asking and being, you know, take initiative to be like, okay, are you going to extend? What size are we extending to? Are you yeah. trying to be more ethical in your practices? Are you trying to be more, you know, um, sustainable, um, you know, with how you make your clothing? And thinking about like the lifespan of clothing and, and such, you know. Mhm, mhm. So I do do that. I, I do. Yeah. And I guess I mean, no. Well, what you're doing anyway is just great, you know. To with all your body positivity stuff, and especially even getting into now the sustainable world, which is so new and very small. Mm. And I really hope that it gets bigger and expands more. So, what is uh, in store for the future? I mean, what are you up to in the next while? Oh my gosh, I've got so much. That's too much. A big question. <laughs> it is. 
Uh, I'm currently looking for an assistant because my calendar and everything's just getting a bit overwhelming. So um, I've got quite a few shoots coming up, actually. Um, But what I am doing is I find that none of like the fast fashion brands will ever approach me now. Like they won't even dare. Really? Because they know that I would just be like, uh, this will be my face. Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) No. So yeah, I've got like back-to-back shoots this week up to Sunday um from tomorrow and then next week's busy so um i'm just going to keep talking up about what's going on mm-hmm. um and keep trying to learn more about you know sustainability and yep. like following people like yourself and like arja because <laughs> i love her and love just, arja I, yeah and like learning more i just i like to learn i like to have that knowledge so mm-hmm. i think i'm just gonna like dip my toe in like everything and just try and be like oh this is new let's yeah. know yeah that's how yeah. i feel as well i mean i'm kind of just in this mood to kind of learn more and try and gain more mm. knowledge now um but aja who we're talking about for anyone listening that is aja barbara who you should 100 percent follow um and i will share her handle later and i think she's just the nicest most positive vibed person Lovely you know person. Yeah. um and so if anyone wants to follow you your instagram handle is curvy naomi right that's correct, yes. Perfect. Well, it's so lovely to see your face and to chat to you again for <laughs> the second you. time via Zoom. Hopefully <laughs> one day we will be able yes. to do this in person. Um, so. I really, really hope so one day soon. <laughs> yeah. well, best of luck with everything you've got coming up and thank you again for chatting to me. And thank hopefully you. we can have another follow-up chat maybe in a year and fingers crossed things yeah. have changed. I hope so. I mean, let's do it again in a year and see. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Well, that's it from me and this series of Dirty Laundry. I can't believe we're at our last episode of season two. It is amazing. So I really hope you've enjoyed listening to this. I've really, really loved and found it so fascinating doing all these interviews. So fingers crossed you found them just as interesting and maybe educational. Uh, But for all my sustainable fashion fans out there, I have some news that I would like to tell you. A brand new series is coming out and I'm so excited for this. It's called From the Same Cloth and it's coming to the RTE player on the 10th of November. Karen O'Mahony set up her own business. She runs her own business. It is called Rag Order and she is a very, very talented tailor, fixer and upcycler of all things fashion. And I've gotten loads of stuff upcycled, reworked from her and she is just a genius. It, it blows my mind actually how amazing she is. So in this series, four different people bring her items of clothes which belong to someone they loved in a few very sad occasions last. So Karen takes the special item and then she recreates it into something so magical. I've seen the first episode and honestly, I can't tell you how emotional it is. It is well worth a watch. So mark it in your diaries for the 10th of November on the RTE player. And we'll talk to you soon.